Hi there, I'm Janet Quinlan, and this is Finding Joy in Motherhood, the podcast for women who are looking for practical tools and words of encouragement to create an orderly, joyful, faith and virtue-driven home. I'll share tips to create mindset shifts that change the way you discipline your children, love your husband, and enjoy your day. This podcast is about coaching women to be the best woman God is calling her to be. I'm so glad you're here. Hi, and welcome to episode 99, The Inner Critic. I can't believe I'm on episode 99. And just FYI, next week, episode 100 will come out, and it's going to be just a little bit different. So you'll want to make sure that you tune in next week. All right, let's talk about your inner critic. Do you know her? Do you love her? Do you hate her? We constantly second-guess ourselves. We constantly have feelings of inadequacy and self-doubt and anxiety. We know we have strengths and weaknesses, but gosh darn it, if we don't always focus on our weaknesses, that's our inner critic. We're not good at finding comfort in our strengths. We've trained our brain to think about the negative. We get negative messages from all areas of our lives, from when we were small young girls, all the way until we can't get messages anymore in our brain. Some are indirect and subtle, like the constant barrage of the beautiful, skinny, perfectly airbrushed women. We see that in ads and entertainment and social media. And some are not so subtle. People say things to us, and we think that what they say is true. I look back on my motherhood and there were things I did or said out of ignorance that I regret. There were things I did out of impatience or anger that I wish I hadn't. And I know that I helped my kids with incorrect stories. Unwittingly, I nurtured their inner critic just a bit. My mom, she's a good mom. But like me and every other mom, she wasn't perfect. She made mistakes. And some of those mistakes became beliefs for me. Some women come from homes where they are constantly fed a story that they came to believe was true. But it was just their parents' story. Maybe their dad was an alcoholic, or their mom wasn't resilient. Or maybe she was highly critical with her kids because she was unhappy with herself. The inner critic creates stories we tell ourselves over and over again which become the framework of our beliefs. We need to be aware of our past, but not give it the power to define us. We need to be conscious of our inner critic so we don't take what she says as truth. So in this episode, I want to go through some of the common inner critic messages that we hear. I want you all to see that these messages, they're not unique to you. They're universal. So many women struggle with these inner critic messages. I think a lot of women don't even realize that they're just thoughts they've made into beliefs. They're not actually true. So they're not even struggling with them because they assume they're true. They're just walking around broken and sad and joyless. And if that's you... I want to help you by pointing out the messages that so many of us deal with. And that way, maybe you can recognize it in yourself and call it out. 
Okay, the first inner critic message is, you're not a good mom. So I had to deal with not being a good mom from the very moment of birth with my first, because I had a C-section, and then I had six more, and then I had two babies who wouldn't nurse. And all the messages I was hearing was, you're not really giving birth if you don't do it naturally. And you're a terrible mother if you don't breastfeed. And I believed all that. Well, I'm 59. My children are all in their 20s and 30s. And I'm here to tell you, all those critics that became my inner critic were wrong. My children are well-adjusted, happy, bonded with me adults. All the problems that everyone told me would happen didn't. They just created fears and feelings of, I'm not a good enough mom. Maybe your children don't listen or won't share or have trouble sleeping through the night. Maybe you didn't deliver like you wanted to deliver your children. Or maybe you don't want a nurse, and you're struggling with the idea that everyone else is judging you because you're given bottles. Maybe your children aren't making the grades you think they should be making, or Maybe they're adults and they're making decisions that aren't bringing them closer to God or to happiness. And your inner critic says, it's all your fault. You're not a good mom. It's not true. Another message is, you're not smart enough. All right, I had great parents. And even with great parents, they sometimes say things, they have a different meaning for us than what they meant to say. When I was a freshman in college... Between my first and second semester, I was at St. Mary's at Notre Dame, and I had two brothers at Notre Dame, and my parents got the bill for the three of us, and my brothers, one was an accounting major and the other was an electrical engineering major, their uh, invoices were lower than mine. And my mom looked at my bill and said, I can't believe we're paying more for your education than we are for your brother's when all you're going to do is go get married and have kids. Now, I know my mom, and I know what my mom thinks of raising children. But in the moment, she said something, and I remembered it for a long time. And I thought I wasn't smart. And it took a while for me to realize that it had nothing to do with whether or not I was smart or not. It was just my mom expressing her opinion about paying some money. And by the way, there are all kinds of smart. Yes, I was not a standardized test smart, but I was smart enough to homeschool my children so that they were all accepted into the best private Catholic schools here in St. Louis, and they all did well enough to receive excellent scholarships to college, and they are self-starters, confident, and take initiative to seek out what they need to create the lives they love. And... They're faithful Catholics. I was certainly smart enough to know how much they would need their faith, as they all have gone through, as everyone does, seriously trying times. So, yes, all I did was get married and have babies. Oh, wait, and then I went on to start a successful online sewing business, and then to achieve life coach certification in the most rigorous school Does your inner critic tell you you're not smart enough? Tell her she's wrong. Another message is you're fat or not pretty enough. So for many years, 
I always thought I was fat. It's kind of ridiculous that since I was about 10 years old, I'm 59, for 49 years, 49 years, I've struggled with my inner critic not liking the way I look. And yet when I go back to pictures 30 or 40 years ago, I think to myself, oh my gosh, I wish I was that thin. Except that when I was that thin, I wasn't even happy then. Our inner critic may say, you're too thin, you're too fat, you're not toned enough, you have the wrong eyebrows, your arms are fat, you have a big nose, your hair looks terrible, it's too thin, it's too curly, it's too thick, it's too something. Tell your inner critic, have you looked at my soul lately? I'm beautiful. And beauty comes from within. Another inner critic message, your husband will find someone better than you, someone prettier, more fun, or someone who doesn't have to take care of all those kids all the time, even though we know they're his children too. The pity is that our thought, he's going to find someone better than me, brings feelings of fear. And our fears will create actions that will be controlling, manipulative, ugly, unhealthy, and cause us to not show up to our husband as our best self. Then our inner critic is there to show us how terrible we are, and we confirm to ourselves that he will find someone better than us. Because who isn't better than us? God called you and your husband together. Did God get it wrong? Don't let your fears and that inner critic control the course of your marriage. Tell her no. Another message is, you're a mess. You don't know how to keep a house. Okay, maybe you are. What does that mean? Does it mean you're less of a person? You're not as worthy as others who know how to keep a home? Does that critic tell you you're stupid and lazy and will never figure out how to have a clean, well-run home? Tell her no. You're not less of a person or stupid or lazy. You are who you decide you want to be. And if you have a home that's a mess and you want to have a home that isn't, you just need to learn what you need to learn and apply what you learn to make it that way. Little by little, your home will be the home you want. Your home isn't going to go from crazy to HGTV ready overnight. But don't let the critic make you feel so unworthy that you don't even try. You're not the kind of woman people want to be friends with. That inner critic says, they won't like you. You're not like them. You don't have all the things or the right clothes or the right hair or car or go on the amazing vacations that they go on. Tell your inner critic, that the people that God wants you to be friends with will be your friends. And the last one I want to talk about is a real powerful one. I think it holds women back more than they know. It is, you're not holy enough. You're not like those other women. I remember when I was a young mom of three, pregnant with number four, and I went on my first silent retreat. Well, I had gained close to 50 pounds with that pregnancy. So already my inner critic was saying, everyone can see you're not just pregnant, you're fat. But when I looked around and I saw the other women there, 
I saw women full of peace. You could see the joy coming from them. They smiled a lot. They seemed content to just sit in front of our Lord. And they were all different sizes. And there they were, content with being with our Lord. They seemed to have so many virtues. Virtues that, quite frankly, I hadn't even heard of (laughs) until that retreat. My mind was racing with all my imperfections. And I thought, I can never be like those women. You have to be born holy. But the Holy Spirit called to me and said, you don't have to be like them. You just have to strive to love the Lord and be the best daughter of God that he has created you to be. Want to know the best way to silence that inner critic? Call on the Holy Spirit and ask him to do it. He will with a mic drop. Be conscious of how often you criticize yourself. True self-care is being kind to yourself, recognizing your strengths and your weaknesses, but not dwelling on your weaknesses. Speak kindly to yourself. Love yourself. Unless you love yourself and speak kindly to yourself, you can't truly love others with your whole heart. Silence that inner critic. Take care. If you like what you heard, I'd be so grateful if you'd subscribe, leave a review, and share with friends. Thank you. Have a great week.